Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19, we're going to start there. I'm going to hit a couple things, but I want to talk about kingdom culture tonight. I want to talk about what that looks like because when, when we're free from any motives in our heart, I'm telling you, watch, watch, watch what God does. And I'm talking, it's got to start here, right? I, I, I'm only responsible for what I can readily affect in my, in my immediate circle. So there's other pastors and, and friends and ministry that I can, I can have an impact on and we can pray together and all kinds of things can happen. And, you know, we can have talks and we can say, what does this all look like? But here's what it actually looks like. It says, now, therefore, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the, with the saints and members of the household of God. That's you, right? You, you live in a household and it's family, right? The whole church is supposed to be a family. The entire church is supposed to be one body moving with one purpose, right? Having being built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. Sounds like I might have even said this the other day. And it was. It was this scripture. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy, say holy, temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for the dwelling place of God in the spirit. So there's three things I just want to touch on here. Ready? It's the government of God. It's God's purposes and then God's family because there's something that, that when he brings government, right, he brings headship, and that doesn't mean someone ruling over you, but there's something that God wants to establish. Ready? We've gotten the word a few times already about the government of God. The government will rest, right? It rested on Jesus. It will rest on a body. It will rest on a bride. And so this is what the Lord wants to do. He wants the government, the, the authority of God to be on the church. And, and I say things like people... I feel like I say things that people should already know, but I, I can't take that for granted because I feel like sometimes I can say things over and over and someone will miss it, and then again, they'll get it, right? It's like reading the same verse over in the Bible. Sometimes I read things over and over and over, and I don't even get a revelation to it until the 27th time I read it. So the Holy Spirit wants to bring a government in the region. We'll just talk about the region. He wants to bring even government in the church, right? So we're going to have to start establishing some type of form because there is growth. Whether we realize it or not, there is growth happening. And there are people saying, I want to run, run with this. I want to partner with this. And that means we need a little bit of structure. But I don't, I don't, I'm not big on, like, governmental structure and order and all kinds of things. But I know there has to be structure. I know there has to be some type of form for the, for the glory of God to fall into. And the power and the presence of who he is to be re uh, revealed in the earth. Are you agreeing with me? Are you, on, are you on the same page? Just don't look at me like an oil painting tonight, please. I can't. But he's trying to build us into something. What? With God's purpose, that means we're, the purposes of God are uh, to bring us together, are to pull us together. And I, talked, I touched on this last week. There's going to be a crowding, right? The, the Holy Spirit will crowd you with your friend to get you together. We'll crowd you with people you don't know to get you together. I promise you this is what God's up to in this time. He is really up to this. He's trying to press us together so that we can find and know one another. And there's something that he wants to do in that so that we're established as a government, yet a family, and the purpose of heaven cannot come to pass. It will not come to pass until the, the body of Christ comes together as one. I'm telling you, it'll, it may pop in, in fragments, but when the glory of the Lord hits the region, it's going to be because, be because there is a body that is walking together. And we may model it just in one spot for now, 
or maybe two churches or maybe three bodies, whatever it looks like. Because I know that there's a couple brethren out there that will run with me if I just say, come on, let's just lock arms and let's just get it together. And we may not believe everything the same and we may have different styles and we may even look different. But it doesn't mean that Jesus isn't blowing his, his life and his wind on it. Because sometimes other expressions help get the help kick the doors down, help move things in the spirit, help bring wisdom in different ways. Are you hearing me now? Because there's something that the Lord wants to do with, to bring us together in purpose. Because there is one purpose, to go into all the earth and preach the gospel and disciple, disciple the nations. I'm not good at that. We're going to get good at that. God's going to help us. Come on, there's people in this, in this building that are good at discipleship that need to take a hold and, and say, listen, I've got ideas. God's giving me creative ideas. There's people that have healing. I mean, we'll just get, we'll get into this in a minute, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But it's for one purpose. And God desires that we join together in purpose. Like you shouldn't be bored. You shouldn't come here bored. You should come here prayed up, expecting God's going to release a word and we're going to move in unity and something's going to happen. If I've got sick friends, I bring them because the glory of the Father is going to bring. See, here's hope. One second. Because what happens is when we come together, we think it's going to be ordinary every time. And some of us, right, you come here, you hang out for a while and you just get used to it. I'm telling you this is true. Because I do it. And I'm saying, God, let it always be fresh. I just want to smell the fresh bread across the altar. I want to see fresh fire on the altar. I want to see brand new things every week. I want to see God bring me new people into my life. Because if you're not, listen, if you're not doing that, if you become stagnant, someone who prayed for you last week or someone who prayed for you six months ago, they can come and pray for you now, and now it doesn't work. Because we get used to someone. And then the, the, what used to work last week or three months ago doesn't work anymore because I, I've been there before and he's prayed that prayer. Because you know what? Sometimes we don't need the same prayer over and over. You need one prayer. Sometimes you just need to get hit by the power of God and just don't go back there. Sometimes we don't need to take ownership of things that we've already been delivered from, but we continue to labor out, label ourselves that we have this, that, or the other thing. You do not. You're a new creation in Christ. I wasn't going here, but there, there we go. And the Spirit of God wants us to get this ingrained into our, our hearts, right? There's something that he wants to do. One in purpose, one mind, one spirit. This is all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. I promise you, I'm going to show you. We have, to have, we have to be in one, in unity, in oneness, in one purpose, and looking together at one goal, Right? And that, that throws everything else. You may have gifts that go along and add to this, but here we go, right? The last thing is God's family, and he wants us to be family with one another. That means family can speak to one another, you know, kind of casually sometimes. But sometimes, I'm going to talk about love at the end. Because we need the love of God. I need the love of God on the gifts that I have. I need his presence. I need who he is. And the, and the only thing that keeps this whole thing moving is one thing. It's the love of God. But in the, in the family, how many times, and I could tell you with my own children, come on. Some, I was taught by, my, by one, of my, one of my professors, don't ever yell unless there's a fire. That didn't happen in my house. I was yelling, you know. Sometimes you just yell. No. Yeah. Don't do that. You can't do that. What are you doing? 
And so I don't mean, come on, this is not going to come. I don't want to come across harsh, but I am going to say some things, ready? Tonight, we just need to get, come on, don't be so easily offended. We can't be easily, what does love look like? I just looked at someone and I thought that. What does love look like? It is gentle. It is kind. But sometimes, you know what? Sometimes when you're spoken to, I can love you with all my heart and you just take it like an orphan and you you can't handle it. And so we need to guard our hearts. Right? But family, right? Family is one of the main components. Family, God wants to join the whole earth together like a family. I'm telling you, you're born of God. Are you born of God? I was born of God. I am born of God. You're born of heaven. And everyone in this room is born. We have the same father. (laughs) You have the same spirit dwelling inside of you. That means you should get together with your neighbor and have a party. You You know, get excited for their birthday. Celebrate them. Yet you should be able to talk and speak to one another as brother and sister. Because I tell you, in my house, it wasn't always peaceful. Right? Because sometimes brother and sisters, come on, what happens? Anyone had kids? Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Come on, sometimes they're both crying. But here's the thing. God's trying to raise us up together. What? To be perfect. Yes, I said it. Perfect, meaning mature. God's trying to bring the whole body into maturity. Right? So, so when you receive direction and instruction and you come back to me and, and the things, it's not fixed yet. Are you doing the same thing? Did you change anything? Nope. Come on, I love you. I do. I really do. But like, it's just like the prescription that the doctor can give, right? I can give you a prescription and you don't. Come on, we don't, I don't like prescriptions from the doctor. I won't take that stuff. But I'm just telling you, there's prescriptions that you can receive that will make you healthy, right? If I give you all the right vitamins, if I give you all the right things to do, you should be able to do those things and be more healthy than you were a week ago. Five days, come on. Five months go by. You should change. Something should change in your health. Come on. You should look different. Your skin looks different. The glory's on you. Come on, somebody. Really? And then there's something that the Lord wants to do in all that, right? He wants to bring us together as family. So we listen to one another. Well, you're not authority over me. No, but I'm your brother. And it shouldn't be about who has authority over you or not. I don't know about all this covering stuff. Like, I get it. But it's all through relationship. Right, I can, have, I can have sons and daughters that are asking me for, for counsel and they want me to, to advise. It's good, but it has to come through relationship. Like if we go to plant and build a church, it can't come through just all of a sudden you, I send you away, I don't talk to you anymore. Right? It's just ridiculous. It's like an apostolic hub. That doesn't touch the rest of the other. You understand what I'm saying? So it has to be family and it's hard, right? Because what happens, all of a sudden you grow. Because if it's really healthy, right, all of a sudden everything begins to grow. Like families should grow. Like your kids have kids and your kids have more kids. Come on, then your grandfather, then your great-grandfather. Come on, slow down. 
You understand what I'm saying, right? So this is going to be really, really good because God wants to put an apostolic mantle on top of the, on top of the church, right? Like we're already, already, already functioning in it, but God wants to grow it out, right? It's not in maturity. It's an infancy. And so then he wants to bring us into something brand new. So let's just go to, let's just go to John 17 because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick on this for a minute. And, uh, and then I'll jump to Corinthians. But it's this famous scripture all about unity, right? Really, Jesus is talking about being un in union with him and the Father, right? So we'll start in verse 20. I pray that uh, 17 verse 20 says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who, you, who, who will believe in me through their word, right? So he's looking at, at, at the apostles and he's saying, I'm, I'm, God, I'm praying for these, but I'm praying for the next ones. I'm praying for the next generation so that as, as the kingdom expands, they all do this. They all, they all follow this, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. And I and them and you and me and all this stuff, right? So it's talking about, he continues to go back to the, to the, to the function of the Father and the Son. He continues to go back and forth because it is truly talking about union. Union with the Father. And he's looking for the whole church to be in union with the Father. And what does that look like? That looks like the whole church coming together. The whole church divinely touching one another that even in the midst of, of discrepancy and dispute come on it you're 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 big enough come on you're powerful enough should i say that christ in you the hope of glory is is powerful enough that if you don't see something right and your brother sees something differently that we're able to have a conversation about it and at the end of the day even if we don't believe the same even if we don't it's okay. It's not worth just taking a vacation on one another. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and I feel like God wants to bring something like the beautiful into the body of Christ. And it looks just like Jesus. It looks like a bride. It looks like the bride of Christ. That's incomplete. Come on. There's no gossip. There's no competition there's no, there's no, there's no strife. There's no envy. There's no, there's none of that because what happens is, here's his classic for a church. Everyone's jockeying for position. I've been in it. Like people, like as soon as I step out of the way, someone's using my, my footprints to get to my place. Come on, it happens all the time. Don't even think that some of these dudes that you see in high places, it's happening right around them. <laughs> Dudes and dudettes. How's that? I'm telling you, because there's, there's this thing. It's called a political spirit. It's trying to destroy the church. There's this thing. It's called a religious spirit. It's trying to, trying to tank the church. Right? So it can't be done out of works, and it can't be done out of, come on, same, same, same. We're going to reproduce something that looks exactly like me. No, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. You don't look like me. You have something that God put inside of you that looks completely designed for you. 
And so how can I produce people that look like me? <laughs> it was funny. I went to a church. That's funny. I just had a thought. But I went to a church, you know, and they were all clean. They looked clean shaven like Dan, you know. And, I, and the pastor was like that. So I'm like, man, it's funny in here. Because all the guys that were around him, the, they all had clean heads. I was like, what is happening? Guy I love. No, you know what I mean? He won't see this anyway. But the reality is, it's just like you don't want, I don't want people looking like me. You might have the flavor of my, myself or the one who trains you. Because I have DNA from all over the place of people I've been around, people that have taught me. I don't look like any one of them. I look like me. And every time I try to look like someone else, it doesn't work too well. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think I look all right. But this is the thing. So unity, we need to have unity. We need to be bonded to one another. There's got to be this, even in the greater body, right? Because here's the thing. It frustrates me. Frustrates me when we have like an event in the city, <laughs> I'm just going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'll just say it, that, you know, we didn't really have a posting up from the city. Like no representatives of churches there, other than people that were kind of at, in, in the city. Like I know people that were living in the city. You understand what I mean? I mean other churches like actively involved. Most of the people that came there were not actively involved in the city. other than showing up to the city to do outreach on occasion or whatever they did. And I say that not, I guess that is a little criticism. It is criticism. We'll just call it what it is. But it, it, but it, but it hurt, like, in my heart, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? And, and what I realize is that when I talk to certain people, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even expressed in the churches. You know, some people, it, like, there was no announcement of, of Awaken the Dawn in the churches. And this is like, I, I don't know, personally, I think it's something that was very important, not because we hosted it, right? Not because I'm competing with someone. I'm not competing with anyone. <laughs> Are you hearing me? But I know that I, thank God, thank you, Jesus. I'm going I'm to give a thank you right now because I saw this. I saw what God was doing. God did something else, right? The, everyone who we, who we have brotherhood with, everyone who we walk with, everyone who we know that would just step up and, and post up just came out. They just came out willingly because they want to serve together, right? And so this is what it should look like. So I, again, I don't want to look at the negative. I have to just take an honest assessment because I'm not going to say, well, you know, no, I'm going to take an honest assessment. assessment. Is it being critical? I guess maybe a little. I'm not, I don't have anything in my heart towards anyone. I'll stop now. Because there's something that the Lord wants to do. He wants to build a body. And right, he wants to, him as the chief cornerstone and the, apostol, uh, the apostolic and the prophetic to govern. What does that mean? That means we need a lot. You need to love prophecy. You need to love a prophet. Come on, a, a legitimate prophetic ministry that begins to, come on, bring thus saith the Lord and help direct what God's about to do. Are you hearing me? We cannot. We need the prophetic. We need the apostolic. We need it. We need the teaching gift. We need the evangelist. We need every part of the body. And so there's not one part that we don't need. 
But God's trying to bring us all together so that we can function as one. And that's weird because evangelists are built different than teachers. <laughs> you know, you get an evangelist. Evangelist just wants to go win souls. They don't want to teach anyone anything. They don't want to clean the fish. They want to just win souls. You might as well just shoot them because, you know, just get them right to heaven. Seriously. And the apostolic wants to constantly just build a visionaries. They just go, go, go. Come on, we can go bigger. We can go wider. This, we can go over the whole earth. We can just govern the whole planet. Come on. <laughs> and the prophet, prophetic is the same. Unless you see it's something weird, it ain't Jesus. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I see a lot of crazy things that I don't even tell you. <laughs> So, but do you understand? But we need to believe the prophets. Ready? 2020. First Corinthians, first uh, Chronicles 2020. Believe the prophets and you will prosper. So we have to just take what God gives us by prophetically and go after it. And that's a whole prophecy for you to run after. It's a whole prophecy for you, for you to just run and chase after. If this Bible tells me that the sick will recover and that Peter's shadow took authority over the atmosphere, come on, it wasn't his shadow. It was what we, he was carrying. If he can walk in that, you can walk in that. It's the atmosphere that God wants to bring to us. So I say this because the glory, ready, the glory, how's the glory coming to the church? Through unity and not gathering for some nice unity meeting that we all agree on the one thing and then maybe something <laughs> I feel like hiding from the camera over here I don't know. <laughs> then maybe something will happen you understand what I'm saying I love unity but it has to be in the proper context like I am not interested in just going and hanging out and talking about how the church is doing and what we're doing and no, let's do something together and, and just kick the devil in the mouth. Let's not talk about it. Let's just toast up and begin. So, how does the glory come? I want the glory that was on Jesus to be on my life. I want the glory that was on, that's on Jesus to be on, on, our, on our ministry. I want the glory that's on Jesus to be on every believer in this place. I want the glory that's on Jesus to be all over the region. Let it just be Kingston and Salem. Let it be Kingston, Salem, Manchester. Whatever churches that are, are unified in true unity. Come on, tell, I'm telling you because it has to be a true unity. Because I'm not compromising on healing. I'm not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not compromising on that. I'm going to go try and do an outreach without praying for the sick. And so if that's going to offend someone, I don't mean to be an offense. So then I need to walk in another way. With, the, with people, not by myself, because there's problems here, right? I, like people, <laughs> I had this conversation with someone this week. Well, you know, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't well attended because it was a para ministry. Well, what's a para ministry anyway? It's outside. It's like a parasite. It comes outside the body and tries to eat off of the body. 
No. No, I don't even know what that would, you know, it's things we learn in, in Bible college. It's not even. Paraministry. Here's the deal. God wants to bring us into a place where it is one. So it doesn't matter who's partnering with one another. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what color, what, 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 what race. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who it is as long as we're walking together. Nothing's going to happen together unless two agree. Like every word's established if we agree together that God's going to do something. And so the reality of who he is on the earth comes through unity. Ready? So it's Jesus, it's his call to us to be as one. I don't know what that looks like. I'm trying to get bearings on what that looks like. I think he's going to use me to do that because I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just being honest. This is my assessment of it because I don't know what I'm doing. I want to just, come on, I want to just run and move with God. Can we agree on that? Can we, can we just run and do what Jesus said to do? I just want to do exactly what he tells me to do, and I don't want to hinder that, right? And sometimes God's going to give us singular missions. Sometimes he's going to give us corporate missions. Come on, together. It doesn't mean that we have to be in unity 24-7. We have to run with another ministry. You understand what I'm saying, but we need to be able to come together and say, listen, the enemy's bringing a, a, an assault against a region. Let's get after it. Because cities, <laughs> cities are to be taken over by God's presence. I'm telling you, the harvest is in the cities. And, I'm, you know, we're sitting there and we're reaching, you know, we're reaching people on the streets that are, that are homeless and whatnot. But there's people running all through the bars all night that we're not even going after. What does it look like? There's executives going through the streets every day and... It's like God's not saying just get the lowly. God's saying get everyone. And here's the thing, what we're trying to do, right? The Lord has to give strategy to bring a net. And the net will only come until we link together. And there's a mending. And there's something that God begins to heal. There won't be any net until we come together and, and, and it takes care of the holes. starting seven and then bouncing on a little bit. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. 12 verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Say the profit of all. Ready? And then he goes through. He starts talking about the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. How many want the gifts of the Spirit? That's even low level stuff because I know he wants to outpour us. He wants to pour the seven spirits of God on us so that we walk in the Spirit. We walk by the Spirit. It's even, I'm just, I'm not saying against this. I'm not saying this isn't scriptural. This is obviously scriptural. But there's a gift of faith, right? Or you can move in the realm of faith, the spirit of faith, right? 
There's, there's things that God wants to release over the body that are higher, in a higher dimension than you're even reading in the nine gifts. Are you hearing me? Okay, well, we'll just go with this for now. So he talks about the gifts, and then he says in verse 11, but, but one in the same spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. What, what's, that, what's that saying? Paul is talking about the, all of a sudden God, here's the deal. God wants to pour out his gifts on you. How many want the gifts of the spirit? Just say, I'll take that first till I get it in perfection because the fullness of it looks completely different. Because I believe that God wants you to move in everything. Someone, you know, tried to get push doctrines on me that's saying you can only have certain gifts. No, no, no. I'll take them all. I'll take it all. And when I need it, God will download it. Come on. It's just like the matrix like that. Come on. I need this now. Come on. I need the gift of miracles right now. I need the working of miracles. I need, come on, prophecy right now. Desire earnestly prophecy. Earnestly prophecy earnestly prophecy why does paul say that because it does something it changes it shifts things in the, in the atmospheres there's something that the prophetic gift does that will shift and move even a nation come on if you really get into a level of, of the prophetic god can move things in regions and and in cities and towns and in come on first let's just start with people's lives right and god wants to release a gift on your life he wants to do it so that you can function in a body and what I'm watching certain things happen is that God, you know, people get giftings and then they don't function within the body. I'm not talking about itinerant ministries. I'm talking about even, even, come on, evangelists can isolate themselves and say, ah, the church wants to do something and, and I'm not going to put my name on it. No, I'm, I'm serious. And it's like, come on, why don't you just help the church? Why don't you get... Come on, why don't you get established in a body so that you can function in your office and the fullness of what he wants to do because all of a sudden, what do you do with all the lost people? I don't want to leave refugees on the street because this is what's happening. <clears throat> so there's something that the Lord wants to do with this. So, so but one... But but one in the same spirit works. One in the same spirit. That means every gift is in operation, but one in the same spirit. So the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead that dwells in you is going to function all the gifts inside in your life. And, and you want that. You want it. You want the fullness of it. And you don't want anything less. And it functions well when it functions with the rest of the gifts. And maybe you're not strong in certain gifts, but God wants to strengthen your gifts. Come on, there's gifts of administration. God knows I'd be dead without it. And I don't have it. They have gifts of helps. Helps is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. People are like, well, it's not a spiritual gift. No, it's a very spiritual gift. People don't want to help. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Understand me. It has to be every gift functioning. And someone in this room has a gift that's not functioning right now. Or you're just keeping it for yourself and you don't even know how to use it because you don't put yourself in a, in a, in a risk, high risk. Can I say a high risk environment? I think we put everyone in a high risk environment. I'm telling you, because when we put people in high-risk environments, 
things start to pop and happen. Under pressure, maybe, yes. But the heat and the fire makes things pop quicker. Come on, jiffy pop. All right, going back to government for a minute. Ready? Gifts again. Verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church. First, It's okay if I teach tonight a little. Too late. God has appointed these <laughs> in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles and gifts of healing. Helps. Oh, there it is. Administrations. Variety of tongues. Hmm. Who's got that? Are all apostles, are all prophets, are, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? How many are asking for the interpretation of tongues? Why not? Come on. Someone's got to ask. Someone's got to do it. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Ready? Throw the 13 away. And it just goes into the next sentence. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and I have not, and I have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Ready? I show you a more excellent way. What is the excellent way? You want to have your gift baptized what? We go back to unity with the Father because the love of, of Jesus Christ being falling on your life, living in the love of Christ, living out of knowing who he is inside of you, living out of clear identity, not foggy identity, clear identity of who he created you to be. You've been created. You are the love child of Jesus. I'm telling you that you are filled with the love and the power of God because perfect love casts out every fear, everything that's going to hinder you. But I'm telling you tonight that God desires a more excellent way. The way is love. So I need every gift of the Spirit, but I need it functioning under the umbrella, under the fullness, under the conclusion that all I can do is love. goes on. Love never fails. If I have not love, I, I'm nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. How many suffer long and still show love? God's trying to, and, and let, let's just put it in context. Ready? You're trying to operate in in what, like, God, what's my destiny? And we want to know what God calls us to, but then we don't press in in the place of love, allowing him to do the work, right? Sometimes it's a long way to get to where we're going. Sometimes it's an endurance to get to where we're going, but we run out of love. <laughs> when you're in the flow of heaven, you're in the love of God. When you're in the presence of Jesus, when you're living in a full life, fully fully engaged with what God is doing at every moment you are filled with the love of God and there's something that he wants to do in us that just purifies that continues to multiply the gift of love on us I want to operate out of the more excellent way how about you ready verse 9 
Let's just go back to verse 8. I love I like that. Love never fails. But but whether there are prophecies, they where there are whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, come on, I can take my words of knowledge and put them aside. Because if it's not functioning with love, it's going to go away. It's going to vanish. It's going to be a burned up work. Because <laughs> the test of, of what God's about to do will come under fire. I'm j- just will. It's just a promise. I can bring us back to another scripture that will show us that. Well, anything that I don't do and I don't flow out of love, I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn. Like where I'm not functioning as Jesus would function. If, I'm not, if I don't have the baptism of, of fire on my life, the, burn, the burning love, the burning desire of who he is, then it's often not. You need to be hot and on God. Come on, on point, full on with God in the fullness of who he is nonstop. We don't flick the switch on and off. And I know we get discouraged. Come on, sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you get tired. I was tired at 1 (laughs) a.m. I was tired at 9 (laughs) a.m. But I got to put on love, right? And so this, right? So here we go. We'll keep going. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Stop there for a second. Just to, just to remind us that what we see is not always everything that's going to happen. And there's some, because, there, so that's why it's good to have multi-level prophetic ministry all around us, right? That we need to hear the word of the Lord at different angles because, come on, some of us see through a glass dimly. You only get a part of the picture and God wants to give you the full picture and he needs more than one. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that's why I'm saying, right, let, let every word be established. So sometimes there's something that we're lacking because we don't, we don't hear the full counsel of God and the full counsel of heaven, right? And then it says this, but when that which is perfect has come, that which is in that which is in part will be done away. I'll read it again. But when that which is in which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. That's verse 10. I'm telling you, God is gonna put on the church as a full. A prophetic mantle, a miracle mantle. A, a know, a, come on, wisdom, knowledge, whatever mental, the whole full thing, it'll be done away with when we're moving in what? The perfect way. What's the perfect way? The mature way is out of love. And so the Holy Spirit wants to draw something. He, he is drawing. I'm ready. I'm going to start taking a risk. If you come in here and I'm not in here, maybe some other pastor is going to show up and preach. I'm not kidding. I'll just say, let's switch for the day. See who, see who'll take my, my hook. Why not? Because competition has to go. Like it has to go. Like I, we can't compete with one another. I'm not. We're trying to do one thing. That's win the world for Jesus. That's all, that's all this is about. Like in its embryonic fullness, it's to win the world for Christ. 
the whole world. And we can't get beyond, I'm worried about this guy next door stealing my people. Don't go over to that place. He's got no covering. I'm telling you, it's all going. Jesus will have it. It's an altar that needs to be broken. It's something that the, the Holy Spirit wants to destroy. And it's false altars that we've set up, that men's government has set up. That all of a sudden we're trying to protect what we have so that what we have, we don't lose it. What did the Bible say about that? Well, if I don't just release it to heaven, if I don't release it to the Father, if I'm not a good steward with what I have, then he's, I'm not going to get any more. So it comes back to stewardship and, and loving one another. How do you steward your friendships? How do I steward the people around me? Some way God's going to get at this stuff, I promise you. <laughs> and there's something that's going to just explode in the earth. It's going to be the real bride arising. And so selfish ambition... You want the mic? Huh. Take it. But your heart better be right before him. Because honestly, I, I feel like the more I stand up here and the more things kind of begin to explode and increase and get more influence and things begin to grow, it's like, okay, how are you going to steward that? We don't think of it like that. We just think about, come on, I gotta build, I gotta get out there, I gotta fix the social media, I gotta, come on, I, all these things gotta be. And it's not about that at all. God will raise up kings, and He'll take down kings. I just want to go up. I want to go down. I'm saying this to you. Everyone in this place has a gift that God wants to just continue to stir up. But he wants to perfect love in us. And I'm not saying, I'm saying tonight, God wants to, like, increase the family. Right? What is it you have that you're not stewarding well? Because it starts down with every single person in this place. What do you have that you're not stewarding well? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to even put it to a spiritual gift. I'm going to say all across the board, how is our relationship, how are the things all around us, how are we governing our lives? Never mind coming under the government of God. How am I governing my life? And God wants to bring it to a whole new level. Listen, when you begin to move and flow in the kingdom, I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord is in this place right now. And he wants to baptize us with just a fresh conviction. God, I will steward in ways that I'm not known. I will value the person next to me greater than myself. Because I... You've got to trust one another, too. We have to begin to trust one another. Half of my problem has been I trust too many people. Seriously. I'm just built that way to just trust people. And then when I get burned, it just, come on, it's like a tuna. There you go. Another butt will come. 
trust you. Come on, let's stand. We're just going to ask the Lord to just come and just, Lord, make a fresh, brand new, fresh, fresh stewardship on my life. I want to be part of this family, the family of heaven. I want to be part of what you're doing, God, in the earth. I want to begin to just give myself completely to love. Right? I didn't even bring it to one point. I was just a plethora of things. I know I'm leaving things in the air for you guys to grab, but you need to take it and just go back and even listen. And hopefully people will share the broadcast because I think people need to hear it. Like, we need to function as one. God's trying to bring a body raised up in maturity with the fivefold gifting. Not so I can have a label. I don't want the title. I just want to function in it. I don't need the acknowledgement or accolades. I just want to function in the fullness of it. So, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for your presence in this place right now. I thank you for your abiding glory in this place. So, Lord, we just reach up to heaven right now. We receive, Father, from you. Lord, give us, give us this love. Give us this divine union with you, God. And, Lord, help us to unify with those around us. Lord, I pray you'd give us different perspective on how that looks. Lord, how are we to infiltrate government if we can't even govern within ourselves? How, do we, how are we to influence and, and touch the sick and the broken if we can't touch the sick and the broken around us? Lord, give us this heart that's filled with all of who you are. Lord, I thank you for the fire of heaven that changes and transforms everything in our lives. Lord, we ask that, Lord, once again, we go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, God. That's what Paul did daily, Lord. We do it daily. We ask that you just fill us. Lord, I ask that you release confidence, God. I ask that you release trust tonight, God. I ask that you give vision tonight, Holy Spirit. I ask that you pull us from the places where we've been, maybe, maybe hidden and, 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 and isolated. Father, pull us out into the fullness of what you called us to. Thank you for every gift. But more than that, I thank you for every person in this place. I thank you for every son and daughter of God. I thank you for the divine engagement with what you're doing. I'm praying right now, Father, you just make us into a great big net, the net that would be able to receive the harvest. We can't receive the harvest until the holes are come on, mended. All those things are mended, tying the knots, putting the things together, binding us together, uh, netting us together, Father. I pray that, Father, right now for this place here, but I pray for it throughout the region, Father. I pray for it throughout the state of New Hampshire. I pray for it throughout the state of Massachusetts. I pray, God, that you put this net. I pray that the fault line that's, that's 
splits mass in New Hampshire would just begin to emerge a, 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 a glory cloud that would flow and cover the whole region, Father. I thank you, Father. I see the fault line that would just begin to crack and shake. What everything that, that's been done in the past, Lord, you'd remove the old order and you'd bring in the new, God. And, Father, that it would flow easily, God, that there would be not without birth pangs, but, God, we thank you that there's going to be a function of a full body. I prophesy it to the airways right now. I prophesy it to the church. I prophesy it to the, to the bones that have sinew in some type of form. But, God, they don't look like the fullness of a person. So, God, we declare it tonight that there's a functioning of a full army, God. That there's a functioning of an army that comes up out of the earth, that rises up out of the earth, that begins to look like you, begins to talk like you, begins to operate like you, God. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. And, Lord, we desire all, all, all the gifts, Lord. Release them, Father. And, Lord, give us, give us, give us, give us boldness because the love of God because nothing's going to hold us back. Give us boldness to begin to move in what you called us to. And so we thank you tonight. We thank you for the fire that comes from the altar. And we desire more of you tonight. And even now, God, I'm just going to encourage us tonight, just as we're standing here, if you, and just stay in the spirit, just begin, just keep in a, in a mode of, of prayer and, and receiving. But I, I just feel like tonight, if, if, if you're in a place where you've just been feeling like I've been disjointed, I've been feeling out of touch, I've been in a place where, I, I, Lord, I know you're trying to do things in me to help me to function with one another. It's not even about functioning in a gift. Can I say that tonight? It's not about even functioning. It's about God pulling you into a place where you begin to know you, you placed it, you're placed someplace and you begin to function in family. So Lord, I ask you to release that now. Healthy family. Places where we haven't been healthy, God, I pray you mend those places. Places where we don't understand and know how you work because we, we don't have a good grid for what family looks like. I pray you release that now. And anything that doesn't look like that can get out of this place in Jesus' name. We don't desire that anymore. us to function like family, God. Help us to trust one another, God. Help us not to isolate, God.
something, but I don't know how to interpret because I don't know the medical terms, but I just see like um, flat line, and but it, it's not a flat line anymore, that it begins, does anybody, can someone help me? I see like the church, this is about the churches, what you prophesied about mass and mass church. It's now, instead of being this, I see it. It's starting to come to life like there's a rhythm. There's a heartbeat. Is anybody, can someone tell me what that is? What is that medical? mic right now. <laughs> I'm going to. No longer flatlined anymore, so I declare it right now, and I just say, in name of Jesus, we're not flatlining, but we have, yes, we have life, 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 life. The heartbeat of God is beating because it's his church. This is his bride. Resuscitation is coming to the body. Resuscitation, it's beginning to beat. It's, it's stronger. It's going to get stronger. It's going to get stronger. The heartbeat is going to get stronger and stronger. And it is not going to flatline again in the name of Jesus. Yes. I declare it and I decree it in Jesus' name. So yesterday at um, in Manchester at Veterans Park, I was um, as Patrick was playing, as the worship was going, I was I was actually feeling frequencies and vibrations.
swords pointed down. It was like the angels were pointing down with angels with fire on the tips of the swords. But the saints were pointing forward with their swords with the fires on the tips of them. I began to see points of connection which were a net. And, and then the Lord said, he reminded me of, I don't know how many years ago it's been that um, Anita Perry and she and some other people met leadership of Catholics in New Hampshire and visited before them and asked for forgiveness. It was a long time ago. And then the 10 days of prayer began and it's still going. And I have to confess that I had a hardness of heart. Like this is never really going to happen. And yesterday, today I was praying, Lisa, about what, what were the lasers? What were the lasers? Because as you prayed that, I visually saw a landslide. Like I saw an earthquake. It was connected with the frequencies and the vibrations of worship, connected with the lasers, and I saw the land falling away. And God said to me today that he was breaking up the fallow ground of the granite, the granite in this state, that he's going to break up the fallow ground for the revival and the unification of his bride. And I was actually at Freedom House from four to six, and he gave me this, and I can tell this is going to be one of these words that goes on for a bit, but um, frequencies, vibrations, chords from heaven sung over this land, Manchester and New Hampshire, and in this particular place, honoring veterans, veterans of wars in the earthly realms, but also combined with the deposits of prayer worship warriors, places the faithful sons and daughters have lived and moved and been in him for generations, for decades, walking this land, filled with him, filled with the spirit, taking territory back. And every step that has walked on this place, this place, this very park, and throughout New Hampshire, New England and across the nation, the starting place of hundreds of the feet of Jesus, thousands of the feet of Jesus, because where where we put our where we put our feet, he is putting his. So the faithful prayer walking, tips of flaming swords touching heaven and open heaven next to flaming tips of swords. words, chords, frequencies, vibrations, converging, converging yesterday, converging on Saturday. There was a wind. I was up, uh, I think I was doing the Tent America traveling ground, and I mean, I was there when that tent blew down, and it had a, it had a spiritual connotation. Just the things that have been erected, that are trying to be erected by the enemy over this state that the, the poles are coming down, that it's coming down, and I believe that, um, the evil that they're trying to erect. Okay, so this converging is creating a network, and then you can have smiles, and simultaneously connecting not only across the state, but also New England and the nation. And the prayers lifted this weekend, joining in agreement 
is the incense arising to the nostrils of Abba, and he is deeply breathing it in as he also brings in the fragrance of all the incense that's still in the bowls that he's getting ready to tip. So um, surrendered vision alignment with mutual purpose and individual destinies converging to encourage, strengthen, and build up his body, his bride, and his church. The flaming tips thrust deep into this land, energizing the upward-faced flaming tips, the points and connections, is creating, and he's bringing it across the nation to bring in the revival. It is no small thing. No small thing. So I also saw yesterday I had a real judgmental attitude. And Father, if I, as I share this, I just confess that as sin. So I was at one of those 10 days of prayer, and I was in a traditional, in my opinion, spiritless church, old believer. And yet I saw the walls. The, the Lord showed me the walls, all four walls falling at the same time to the ground. And he was talking to me about that was what needed to happen all the four walls, the people building the kingdom, building their own kingdom, needed to come down so we could be in unity to build his kingdom. But yesterday, what he showed me, he showed me that the walls are coming down, and they're bridges, they're becoming bridges, and just like these tents, the tents were around so that we had shelter of whatever, rain or whatever, that the roofs of the true body of Christ will remain and that we're going to be able to function and move under like we'll be out and doing whatever we need to do to bring the kingdom and then when we need shelter and rest the roofs remain but we will be more unified I mean there's always going to be some that there's, it's a remnant thing but it's coming nets that she's talking about, I've seen three months ago, maybe right, they talked about the net of fire. And this is all, this is what this is all about. Holy Spirit wants to make us a net. A net of his presence. A net of, a net to receive everything that the, that God's about to give and release. That's the harvest. Every individual soul that God's about to pull out of darkness into the marvelous light. So we're just going to raise our hands. We're going to become the net. Because as you raise your hands and you begin to come on, it's just like that, that very thing. And the pulse, the, the fault line, the crack, it just, we just, we do, we declare and decree life and abundant life upon the church. Lord, that no one would hold back, but we'd be full of the life of God. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are, you are constructing a net, a network in a sense, but not under any religious, not under any political, not under any uh, 
thing. It's going to be organic that God puts together that we begin to rise and we partner with the angelic to see the fullness of what God's about to pour out on the earth. So go, 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 go. Father, we thank you. We receive all of you tonight. Lord, lead us in this. Lord, continue to show exactly we're asking for a pure blueprint so that we can engage with it so that we'll see New England not fall, but rise in the kingdom. And the whole, Chuck Pierce was releasing a word on this one, when New England begins to emerge into the place where they're called, the whole country's going down in a good way. It's really governmental, the whole thing. So go for it.